0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back today with another edition of Curlick and Porter on Ohio State football recruiting. I'm here with Mark Porter of ScoutingOhio.com and Bucknuts.com. And we, uh, you know, been talking in high state recruiting for the past number of months. Uh, Mark and I are out of the game every weekend. Mark, multiple games, many weekends, to see kids not only in Ohio, but uh, in my case, you know, sometimes out of Ohio and all. Um, but there are no more games. There haven't been any games for quite some time. But there is still a lot to talk about. In fact there's a lot to talk about with Ohio kids. Um, You know, much has happened even in the past week with Ohio state and kids in the state of Ohio, starting with last weekend, Will Smith, a defensive end from Dublin, Kaufman high school uh, visited Ohio state. He's a 2023 defensive lineman visited Ohio state last Saturday, uh, committed to Ohio state announced it on Sunday. Um, He's a kid that Mark, you were in on very early. Uh, We, talked about him and we, we both liked him. We both saw him play He's six foot three, 260 pounds and um, has been recruited as a defensive tackle for the most part by Ohio state. So again, Mark, you were in on him early. Let's have you start there with, with Will Smith.
1: Yeah. You know, I learned early on that sometimes you look at a sophomore and you give up on him cause you don't think he could do it. And I think Will Smith was about 220 or 230 pounds his sophomore year and he might have had some interest from Marshall or maybe even a Marshall offer. But as soon as I could this year, I played Princeton, I think it was week three or four, got a chance to see him. And right when I saw him, I noticed he was different. He was probably upwards of 250, maybe 260, looked like a totally different person. But he hadn't lost the quickness that he had the year before. He was playing defensive end. He was coming off the edge. They moved him inside, but they still play him you know, all over that defensive line. But he seemed to be featured inside that night. But his get-off, he was blown by people, and he was in the Princeton backfield all night. And Princeton was an excellent team. They put on a, a great show that night offensively, and they were in a battle with Dublin Kaufman. But the film I made from that night repetitively showed his, uh, his traits that were dominant, his quickness, his get-off, his first step, his ability to beat the blocker and penetrate. All that stuff came to the forefront, in just a half. And then as you watch more film on him, you can see why Ohio State got in, and then do the math with the legacy It makes it a no-brainer for Ohio State. It was an easy commit for Will Smith to follow in his father's footsteps. Yeah, and it was, uh, you
0: know, some guys just really like a lot, and Will Smith is a guy that I really have gotten to know and like a lot. And He he gets in touch with me last Saturday. I knew he had visited Ohio State on Saturday, and uh, he gets in touch with me on his own and says, Mr. Kerlick, I'm committing to Ohio State announcing it tomorrow wanted to let you know, and let's go ahead and uh, me answer your questions now so you can have a story ready. And, you know, (laughs) kids that do that, you just really, really appreciate them. And uh, Will Smith is one of those guys. uh,
1: Yeah, that's a pretty savvy move for him. I mean, I'm sure he understands this process and has the right people guiding him. But, you know, a lot of times when you meet a kid early in the process and he doesn't have any offers, you meet the true kid – and he doesn't uh, go big time on you yet. And, you know, he's he's not caught up in the process. And, you know, seeing him, you know, his sophomore year and watching him grow, just a fun, really fun player to watch through this process. And I think he was probably as surprised as anybody as each offer came in. And he just rubbed me as that type of kid who genuinely uh, was surprised by each offer and that he was as good as people were saying he was. And, you know, I, and I think there's more left to him. You know, he's still not a finished product. I think he still has some strength to add and muscle, of course. And, you know, we're going to see it senior year. But as he gets into the Ohio State weight program, I mean, he's going to be a defensive lineman. He could probably play any spot, five technique, three technique, even kick down to one technique if he had to, if he finishes developing.
0: Let's move to another kid that's that's blowing up his recruitment in Ohio. Malik Hartford, safety, Lakota West High School. You knew about him early. You and I talked about him Uh Last week, he visited Ohio State, along with Will Smith and some others. Gets an offer from the Buckeyes. Um, Soon after that, Notre Dame offered him. Michigan offered him. Kentucky, he already had a lot of good offers. Uh, Six foot three, about 170 pounds. uh, uh, Recruited by Ohio State as a free safety. And um, he's uncommitted. I I certainly think Ohio State has got as good a chance as anybody to land him. And he's going to probably narrow his choices down a little bit pretty soon here. Uh, What's your take on
1: Malik Hartford. You know, the toughest thing about evaluating Malik is getting through all the other good players on the team there. You know, they have Alex Safari, the big tall corner, and of course, Javier Brown in the secondary and, you know, Tegra Shabula. And then you're thinking, is this Malik Hartford really as good as all these other guys? Could they really have struck gold like this at one school? I mean, it's so hard to get an Ohio State kid off for just once in a decade on a team, let alone have three playing on the same team at the same time. So once you get over all that and you start watching them and you do the math, yeah, he, he's a player. Uh, put on that tape and he's a heat-seeking missile for the ball carrier. Not afraid to put his head in there. He comes up and run support and he comes up on bubble screens. Uh, when I did the special teams breakdown, his film we're going to release on Bucknuts here, uh, it's one of the best special teams films I've ever seen. There had to be 10 or 15 plays a special team and four or five of them are absolutely incredible. Uh, he's someone that He has versatility where I think I compared him a little bit to a Malcolm Jenkins in the NFL where, you know, he might be able to roll down and play some corner against some of the bigger receivers, bigger tight ends. But he's got the safety size. He's got some corner stuff to him. You see him in a lot of zone coverage in high school, not so much man to man at uh, Lakota West. But it's unbelievable that they have three Ohio State players on the same team uh, at the same time at Lakota West.
0: And, you know, Mark, you and I talk about this all the time. We like to try to figure out who's next. Who's the next guy in Ohio that's going to blow up? The next guy Ohio State is really going to like, offer, and perhaps, you know, land, uh, get a commitment from. Um, you know, we've talked about it. You and I have talked about it. at least one or two of them. Uh, Luke Hamilton, a big offensive lineman from Avon, who I did a story on. Um uh, maybe a month ago or so. Uh, I know a guy you like, Michael Cobain, a defensive end, like an edge-type kid from Lakewood St. Edwards. You know, Talk about somebody, maybe one or two kids, you think could blow up in the next yeah, uh, in the couple months.
1: Yeah, I think those names have been blowing up lately with offers. Uh, I go to the game at Lakota West. I was there to see Hamilton, and the reason I want to see Hamilton is Breon Ishmael, a six-five, two 200-pound safety linebacker, uh, a little bit of rock because you don't know what he is yet. He's playing out of position. but he could be a name down the road. Uh, you know, as I look at my list, my cheat sheet behind me, uh, you don't forget about Anthony Brown over at uh, Springfield. I know he committed to Minnesota, but the long time between now and then, and he looks like he might be one of the most sudden, one of the most explosive receivers in the class. Uh, you look at other guys that have committed places like Jason Hewlett out of Youngstown Cheney's committed to Cincinnati. He broke his leg early in the year, but if he gets to camps, he was one of the best players in the class coming out of last year, but you didn't see him on film. Uh, there's a kid, Darrell James at Austin Town fish. It was like a 220 pound tailback. Looked like a Maurice Claret here in town for a brief second. And then he got hurt and missed his whole junior year. Uh, players like that were on my radar. Where were are they truly as talented as we thought they were coming out of sophomore year? And then of course you nailed it. You start skipping ahead to class of 2024 and there's all kinds of names there. Ben Roebuck uh, out of St. Edwards, one of the bigger linemen in the class. He looks like an absolute beast. Uh, you know, it, it, Nigel Glover, Northmont in 2023 and Northmont has some young guys there that had Ryan Day stopping in the school. So as you start doing the math and flipping the stones and watching the film, there's a lot of guys. But if they didn't get offered in this first go round with Ohio State on the road, they're going to be camp kids. And you're going to see the next round come out of camps or maybe even some of these early camps. These kids get to if they can bust out a number for by Ohio State, you know, a great 40 time and you know have an explosive day there. Yeah, Ben
0: Roebuck, hes a kid that I really like. You know, six foot seven, 320 pounds, and I—I uh, I will be surprised if Ohio State does not offer him. i, I think he's—he's going to be big time, and I—I uh, I really like that kid.
1: Uh, yeah. And you know what? Let's let's not forget. I think Glenville's back. There may be another Ohio State kid at Glenville that we're not talking about yet. Uh, a lot of those kids will be around the camps. A lot of them are starting out. A lot of big time offers. Uh, A lot of them have film that has explosiveness to it, but it's maybe not completely what you want to see on film. So Ohio State doesn't have to take the chance yet. But, you know, think about some places like that, and it wouldn't surprise me if there were some young guys there.
0: And, of course, they they have Bryce West. I just did another story on him yesterday. Uh, You know, I I think he's potentially another Denzel Ward-type kid. Um, uh, He's a really talented kid. Um, Let's move to a different topic, Um, something that's come up uh, a lot. Um, this past year. That's the NIL. Um, you know, that's uh, a whole other can of worms, so to speak. Um, Urban Meyer said he thought it was going to take four or five years for that to get sorted out. And I think he's going to be right. It's uh, kind of a crazy situation right now, but it's a situation that a high State is capitalizing on. Uh, it just came out that a Ohio State um, caught my eye that they have brought in the most NIL money. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. You no, know, High State's got a great football program. Uh, Columbus is a growing city. It's uh, uh, just a great city. There's a lot of business opportunities in Columbus. Uh, uh, Ohio State's a great institution, great football. There's a lot of reasons why I can see the NIL um, being so big for Ohio State. And I know uh, I think you have just recently talked to, uh, maybe to an agent about it and have some thoughts on it as well. So. What what are you you know thinking as far as the NIL?
1: Yeah, I have a friend that's an agent, and he set up some of the first NIL deals for some of the Ohio State players this past year. And I talked to him, and exactly what you said, Bill, it's going to be the haves and the have-nots. And it's no different than location, location, location. You know, you got Ohio State with all the businesses around it, plenty of car dealerships and the type of things that you need to get these kids money. Uh, the way he broke it down to me is that there's going to be your traditional NIL money. When kids go out and find a deal, whether it's with a heating and cooling company or a car dealership, and they get cash that way. But the second way that they're going to get NIL money is through boosters that pull themselves together and come up with a business or a way to get kids cash. And that NIL money may be closely linked to the coaching staff, where, hey, we need a freshman. Uh, We're going to need this much to land him. This is the deals he has from other places. And they're going to go to that booster group to say, okay, here are the deals we can get him and bring him in as a freshman where as if you're a senior or junior you know and you're a starter uh the deals will be coming in on their own for you and you'll be able to get stuff you know like i said the car dealerships uh he did mention that you know he the numbers that ohio state put out and he said it's a lot like these nfl contracts or the quinoa's deal was supposedly worth a million dollars and you know signings and all these things well there were caveats and all these contracts were know you're gonna have to be a starter by such and such time. You're gonna have to be at so many uh, locations to do these. And once you start not meeting those caveats, that never is a million dollar deal. And a lot of these car deals, I know these kids are pulling in raptors, but you know the agent tells me he goes, those are four or five thousand dollar deals. Maybe those car payments are one year, five or six hundred dollars a month for a car dealership, and it's a one-year lease on a truck, but it looks like a eighty thousand dollar raptor just was gifted to a kid. And of course those kids have to do the appearances and do the tweets and You know, the names on the car and, you know, those car dealerships make out for it. So it's a nice fair trade for these kids. But going forward, it's going to be the haves and the have nots, you know, and it's it's no he said, you know, Nick Saban leaked that that his quarterback was getting a million dollars. Well, you're going to see a little bit more of that because it's going to help you with recruiting, knowing that if you go somewhere, your potential as a starting quarterback at some of these schools is going to be six figures, seven figures. You know, that's going to be a heck of a pool to get you to that school. Uh, he said it's really not going to be something where a lot of the backups cash in or even some of the low-level starters that you don't really see, offensive linemen, stuff like that, not, that are not household names. Because um, at some point, these companies have to get value, and they can't just give money away. And, and the money's not endless. You know, like Urban Meyer said, it may take five years. Well, it's going to take some of these boosters and businesses in town to realize, is it worth our money to sponsor these kids? Do we get business back, and is it something you know that we're going to continue doing every year? And some of them may be home runs, but some towns might not be able to support it. And there may be a shift in power in college football, as you see the more uh, powerful towns that have more money fuel their football programs.
0: Well, one thing I'm sure is it's going to take some time to sort out. And the second thing is it's going to be interesting to watch. But uh, uh, great stuff as usual, Mark. And uh, we will do this again soon. Yeah, thank you,
1: Bill. Always appreciate the time. I hope everyone enjoys it.